Hello, hello. Welcome to my Sunday edition of The Breakdown Project. And we are continuing on our subject yesterday, physical fitness and mental health. And I am currently walking around the lake at Veterans Park, sipping Moscato, don't tell anyone, and just chilling, having a good time, enjoying the the cool evening weather here, summer, summer heat in effect. And we talked about physical fitness yesterday and just sort of an overview about its relation to mental health and overall well-being. And today I want to touch on a couple of new things in that same vein of reasoning. And I want to dive into, I like to use the word dive. We're diving into, okay, we're going all the way under. We're getting wet, yes. We're enjoying it. And I'm going to talk about my personal fitness routines, what I like to do and what I think can be beneficial for you if you just copy it um you know with little tweaks here and there um proper supplementation things you know super basic stuff that you can do that will make your exercise regime a little easier and more beneficial and you'll get more out of it and i want to touch on yoga too something that i've dabbled in sort of off and on you know like i would do it once a month or you know, go with a friend to um, Avondale Brewing Company in uh, Avondale, uh, you know, obviously Birmingham, and they would have a Sunday Soul Flow on Sundays, and it was like five bucks or donation based. I don't know if they have any more because of COVID, but I would do that, and we would do yoga for like an hour and a half, and then. After that, you know, go eat or something, or you know, I would go out with this um, this girl that invited me and get dinner or whatever, and it was a fun time. It was really cool, and I really enjoyed it. I would find, you know, a great benefit from it. But for some reason, like you know, some things you know is you know is good for you, and you just don't do them. Yoga was kind of one of those things for me, but I've been doing it the last couple of days. Um, in a row now I do um, like a hip a hip opening sequence because I have I have really tight hips and like glutes um, you know my butt and buttocks and knees and sort of like pelvic groin area um, lower back like my uh, my my sacrum sacrum whatever you want to say it um, things like that have been always sort of tight and give me problems, especially when I try to do like deadlifts and any sort of um, like Romanian deadlifts, any type of like bent over row where I have to support my torso using my spinal erectors. I always get really, really sore and my back kind of locks up on me. And I've never been able to really work on cars for a very long time, like stay like leaned over a hood of a car or, or an engine bay. Because my lower back would be on fire and it would be like locking up on me really bad. So I've avoided that. But yoga has helped me so much because there's positions and stretches and techniques and things like that that are, you know, really ancient, really old techniques. And they put your body in positions that you would have never thought of normally. And you do stretches and combine it with breathing, proper breathing. 
and it really opens up your entire body and really opens up those problem areas. So there's a lot of dogs here at the park today. I love dogs. I wish I had a dog. I want to get a long-haired dachshund. That's my goal. So to start off with, I want to talk about some practical routines that you can incorporate into your own lifestyle. And to start off with, you don't have to have a gym membership. You don't have to have a ton of equipment. You don't have to have, you know, workout gear and clothes and things like that. You don't have to do all that sort of stuff. I mean, it helps. There's nothing wrong with gym memberships, but especially in this day and age, like I haven't been to the gym in several months because of coronavirus, partly because it's been closed down and also because I just really don't want to go. Like I really don't feel comfortable going where a bunch of people are sweating and breathing heavy and, you know, put myself in that environment. And I can't work out with a mask. I'm sorry, okay? Like, I can barely walk, you know, and breathe in a mask. So, let alone, you know, do like 15 sets of, you know, chest or something, which I did today, by the way. Um, so, that's definitely not something that, you know, you have to have in order to be in shape or in order to start working out. It's definitely not necessary. It can help depending on your goals. But so what I do is I combine body weight with dumbbells and that's literally all I use. I grab a set of dumbbells, just a single weight, usually between 20 and 35 pounds is my range. Sometimes I'll use 12 pounders if I'm doing, you know, like certain shoulder movements and things like that. But generally that's too light for me. I prefer to have something that I can go a little heavier on and get more out of it, a little more resistance. And so, regarding weight, weight is not so much as important as your rep range. That's the number one thing to remember when you're working out with weights, is your rep range. Stop worrying about, oh my gosh, you know, I have to bench 225, or I have to squat 315, or, you know, I have to throw on, you know, at least two plates for this. And plates just means a 45-pound uh, barbell plate. It's referred to as plates. So if you're benching two plates, that means you got two plates per side. That's 225 pounds, including the bar, which a standard Olympic barbell weighs 45 pounds. So, or, you know, 20 odd something kilos. So what you have here is, you know, we're destroying our ego. We're not ego lifting. We're going for purely rep range. Now, for me, my sweet spot with, you know, the amount of injuries I've had and just the age I am, I'm almost 35, I'll be 35 in September. So I'm not saying really age is, you know, a dictator of your health, but, you know, generally when you reach like your 30s, you know, depending on your lifestyle, you've probably had a few injuries or, you know, you've done enough stuff in your youth, in your teenage and 20. 20 year you know old range that you know you've banged yourself up quite a bit and you're not as strong and you're not as you know resilient you know if you want to put it that way as you once were like not able to bounce back or come back from you know injuries as easily I know I'm not like I've had um pinched nerves in my neck you know complete numbness and you know, tingling down the entire right side of my body to the point to where, you know, I was doubled over in pain and couldn't even walk. Like literally on all floors, crawling through the Walgreens pharmacy to get a prescription. 
um, just so I could go home and you know cry myself to sleep. So I've been there before, so I know I know what pain is. I know what discomfort is, and the frustration of trying to work out and trying to get in shape and not being able to do what you want to do. And that's one of the most frustrating things is like having the desire to do something but not having the means to do it. That's so frustrating. So what I discovered is to how to tweak your workouts to get an effective burn to build muscle and to burn fat and also not kill yourself doing it and not injure yourself. So my personal routine looks like this. I focus on three main body parts, okay? I focus on chest, my back, and my legs. Now, my arms, you know, like, you know, the sub-regions sub of that, like my, bice my biceps, my triceps, my shoulders, my rear, medial, and front deltoids, and my calf muscles, and my abs are all secondary. They all get worked when I'm doing chest, back, and legs, but I'm not hitting directly. They're what's called secondary muscles. So they assist in the function of other exercises. So even though you're not hitting them directly, you're still hitting them. Like for instance, when you do a bench press, obviously your triceps are involved because you have elbow extension. So your triceps have to come into play then. That is an assisting secondary muscle. So that was a Tesla, that's cool. So walking around here, getting around the lake, walking around by the baseball fields. Veteran Park's great, man. It's it's cool. Um, you can't swim in the lake, which kind of sucks. I mean, I'm a shitty swimmer anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But it would be nice to have at least a pool or something or, you know, a cool down area. But, hey, I'll take what I can get. So, back to my routine. I focus primarily on chest, back, and arms. So, a week's worth of workouts like this will look like this for me. On Monday, everyone likes to do chest on Monday. I usually like to start off with legs. And what I will do is I incorporate German volume training. I spoke about this yesterday. And it is 10 sets of 10. And it simplifies your workout. It makes it so much easier and so much less complicated. I get either a 20 or 30 pound set of dumbbells. And I do a quick warm up, you know, I stretch or you know, go for a walk or just sort of, you know, get limber. I don't just go out, you know, as soon as I wake up cold. I drink a cup of coffee, bulletproof coffee, and, you know, maybe have a protein shake before that if I'm, you know, got, got a couple things to do in the morning before I work out, you know, to get some protein in me. But normally I work out fasted or after a light meal or protein shake. So what I do is for my leg workout, I start off with 10 sets of dumbbell squats and I do 10 reps for each of those 10 sets and by doing that I'm simplifying the workout and I'm also hitting that area enough my quadriceps and my hamstrings enough to elicit a response and to do enough damage to the muscle to when it repairs itself it will grow back bigger and stronger so I have found that you know doing three or four sets of something you know, the moving on to something else and three or four sets, it's almost like it's not enough to really get the type of pump and the type of damage that you want to the muscle fiber. This is just, you know, me personally. But I think this will work for a lot of people. So you take a 20 to 30 pound dumbbell and you do 10 pounds of, and you do 10 sets of 10 rail squats. Now you can do them sumo, sumo, which means you hold the dumbbells in between your legs 
and you squat down so that your your hands are on the inner part of your thighs when you when you go up and down or you can do them traditional which means that the dumbbells are on the outside of your legs so when you squat down and come back up your hands are on the outside of your knees and you know your thighs um, I like to alternate I like to do one set um, in the middle of my legs one set sumo and then one set outside of my legs traditional and I alternate for 10 sets so I do one two one two one two you know so five of each same basic exercise slight variation and then once I do that, I do what's called finishers. I've already hit my legs with 10 sets of 10 reps, so that's I've done enough right there. You know, my heart's beating fast, I'm sweating, I'm getting a calorie burn, I'm getting a pump. And so now what I do, since I've already hit the hamstrings indirectly and things like that with the squats, I do another 10 sets, but this time I break it up into my calves and my hamstrings. So I do five sets of Romanian deadlifts or stiff leg deadlifts, which basically means your knees are slightly bent. And instead of squatting down, like bending your knees and going down and performing a deadlift, you simply keep your back, your spine erect and in a neutral position, you know, in line, it's not curved or bent. And you bend down, like you're trying to touch your toes with your knees slightly bent, but you stop as soon as your back starts to round. You're not trying to touch your toes here. You're keeping the focus on your hamstrings and your calves. So I do five sets of that. And then I go over and I do five sets of standing one-legged calf raises, holding a 20-pound dumbbell in my hand. And I use the other hand to help me balance. So that right there, I've hit my entire lower body. I've hit my quads with 10 sets of squats. And trust me, if you've never done 10 sets of 10 reps of squats, you know, sometimes I go 12 or 15 reps, or maybe on the last set, I'll do 20 reps, you know, just to burn it out. Trust me, like, in this type of heat or in this, you know, any type of environment that you're in right now, you're going to feel it, and you're going to get the results you want. Plus, the more muscles you work, the more calories you burn. So, that's an example of my leg workout. You can copy that if you want to. It's really effective. I've noticed some good results from it, you know, the... The legs on my shorts are fitting tighter around, you know, my quads and my my hamstrings and my thighs. You know, it's a good feeling to get those sort of cuts and that definition on your, you know, I don't know the exact name, the lastus medialis, lateralis, something, you know, tool song. So um, once I do that, I usually take a day off, you know, do some cardio, something like that, or just eat and recover. And I always make sure I get enough sleep and try to eat good, to take protein powder. That's one thing you need to get is get a good quality whey protein, preferably whey protein isolate to fuel your recovery after you work out. I like using Ghost. Ghost protein powder is really good. They have really high quality flavors, like name brand stuff like you know, Nutter Butter and Oreo, like pieces like mixed in with it. And it's amazing. Man, I am working up quite a little workout here. I'm walking uphill and talking. Couldn't imagine doing this with a mask on, man. It's just unreal. But I am social distancing. I am outside at the park. And this is one of the few places I feel safe, you know, without a mask. And, you know, I feel like I'm not being a douchebag by not wearing a mask. So, and I feel like this is considerate of other people. So, 
once I do that, you know, that's on Monday, I might take Tuesday off or I might not. I might just, you know, do something light, maybe, you know, do some, do some curls or something like that or work on, you know, some side projects, whatever I got going on that week, you know, not related to bodybuilding. And then on Wednesday, I'll do the same thing for chest. I'll do uh, 10 sets of 10 reps of bar of dumbbell bench press, either incline or flat or decline, whatever you want to do. And then I'll finish that up with five sets of push-ups, just standard body weight push-ups. And then I might throw in a little extra, you know, shoulder work, some side delt raises, some shoulder presses, you know, military press or something like that. And then I'm done. So you see how simple it is. I have one set of dumbbells in my body and that's it. That's all I need for an effective workout. So let me get a drink of this real quick. Got a racious volleyball game going on. I meant raucous. R-A-C-O-U-S, not racist. So if you're wondering what I said. So that's my chest workout. And then for back, I simply repeat. I do to warm up with. I reverse it. I do my five sets of body weight chin-ups. Um, I can do about two or three pull-ups, which the difference between chin-ups and pull-ups is your grip, okay? When your grip is pronated, okay, or facing away from you, that's called a pull-up. They're harder to do than chin-ups because you've got less, you know, muscles involved or less powerful muscles involved. It's more your back muscles and your forearms. So I do chin-ups and I do five sets of those to start with. And I usually do about five or six reps on each. Now, if I've had, you know, pinched nerves and shoulder damage on my right side, so it really affects my strength, um, I'm getting better. I used to not even be able to do one. But since I've recovered, I've been able to get my strength back, and now I can do like five or six. So once I get done with those, I move into my 10 sets of 10, my German volume training, and I do 10 sets of bent over dumbbell rows and I usually use a supinated grip on these which supine or supinated means facing towards you so in other words when you're standing up and you turn your hand so that your palms are facing towards you that's a supine grip so pronated is where the back of your hands are facing you and supine is where your palms are facing you so that helps you kind of define what type of exercise you need to do depending on those terms now, usually you'll, you'll have a picture or someone will just say facing you or away from you. But if you're reading any kind of technical workout manual or magazine or, you know, personal training guide, they're going to use those kinds of terms. So it's, it's good to know those. So that's what I do. And so, boom, I've got chest, legs. I mean, I've got legs, chest, and back all done very simply three days a week. And the other couple of days in there, I usually take at least two or three days off a week. Um, that's very important to me. I recover. I drink my protein shakes. I, you know, I play video games. I read. I relax. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, no days off type kind of bull crap. I don't, you know, I don't work out like that anymore. Now, if that works for you, that's fine, but I don't do that. So it's good to keep in mind that your health is the number one most important thing because if you're not healthy and you're injured, your willpower don't mean shit because you're not going to get anything done because your body's hurt. So, 
that's a good workout program using just a barbell or just your body weight. You can do any of these with body weight, okay? You don't have, except for rows and things like that. But you can get a whole workout using just your body. You know, there's more on that. If you want to know about that, ask me. A um, little bit of history about me. I have been working out, you know, over the course of this last decade, kind of on and off. I have, I worked out really hard for about three years or so, like consistently, really consistently. And then I basically um, evolved or devolved, however you want to put it, into a classic workaholic kind of lifestyle, you know, working 70, 80 hours a week and, you know, the negative type of habits that come with that, you know, trying to deal with stress and things like that because you can call me weak or whatever, but, you know, working 70, 80 hours a week on a, you know, a physical job and then going to the gym after that is just didn't really, I didn't really mesh with that. So, yeah, so stopped working out for quite a bit, you know, put on some weight, put on lots of body fat. Um, so in the kind of, you know, I would work out here and there, just kind of do something like, you know, join a gym for a couple of months, get tired, cancel it, join another gym, get tired, cancel it. And so now, you know, this year, this summer has really kind of like, I don't want to call it a comeback because I think that's stupid. I think you're just at a different point in your life and there's no going back. There's no coming back. You're just reaching another, another evolutionary standpoint in your life. So going back or you know, redoing is an illusion. You know, you're just, you're simply stepping into a new, a new world, a new range of things. So that's where I'm at right now. I'll be 35 September 10th. And my goal is to be close to, if not in the best shape of my life by that date. So it's July. So I've got, you know, probably about a month and a half to do that. And that's my goal is just to have, you know, a good amount of muscle mass and to be well on my way to shedding, you know, all the fat that I've put on by smashing pizza and, you know, ice cream and just, you know, pounding shots of Crown Royal and all that kind of stuff that, you know, puts on the, the bad kind of weight. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my workout and that's what I'm doing now. And it's really easy to follow. And just take away protein supplement. Don't buy fat burners. Don't buy, you know, all these hyped up products that don't do anything anyways. That you have to take for years and years to see any result. And it's just they're wasting money. I can't tell you how many supplements I've bought and then turned right around and just not even use them but like once or twice. And the only ones I've consistently used and ran out of and had to buy more of was whey protein. That's the only thing. Nothing else. The creatine here and there, you know, I'll take it for you know a few weeks and then cycle off of it. But whey protein, man, and just whole food, pasta, carbs, you know, rice, eggs, protein, milk, all that just basic stuff. You know, it's so simple. It's so simple. Working out and getting in shape is the simplest thing. It's just doing it, you know. Like any any moron can pick up a weight and lift it, you know, but it takes someone of intelligence and willpower to manipulate that to the body they want and to sculpt what they want out of it and to stick with it, you know. That's the main thing is the willpower. You know, anyone can just pick it up and be like, woo, look at me, you know, but it's like, well, yeah, can you do that for years and years and years and get an amazing physique? I doubt it. So that's what really separates a lot of people from the rest of the world.
is that body, you know, that's the one thing that you can control in this life, you know, everything else around you is just swirling, and you can try to manipulate it, and try to control it, but it can just wind up slapping you in the face, and the really the only thing you have power over is yourself, and your physical body, you know, and to see someone who is ripped, you know, in a really good shape, you know, it's not vanity, it's not pride, I mean, it well, it is pride, but it's not the bad kind of pride, it's pride in your body, and who you are, and it shows an extreme amount of discipline. And in my, in my opinion, you know, it demands respect, you know, to a certain point. So, whew, walking and talking, I'm probably burning probably, probably about two or 300 calories just doing this podcast. So it's got more benefits. We got Ford Focus here coming by. I like Ford Focus. That's what I want. ST, a little exhaust. Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds good. I love four cylinders, man. Four cylinder turbos, you know, with a turb blow off valve. That's my shit right there. That's my shit. So I like V8s too, don't get me wrong. But you know, I'm a Mustang guy for sure. But um moving into yoga. Now, I'm not gonna talk about much about this is bodybuilding, not because I don't care about it any less, but it's just the fact that I'm new to it and I don't want to sit here and try to say a bunch of stuff because you know I know you know, maybe one or two people personally and, you know, several people indirectly that have more experience in this than I do. And I don't want to sound stupid and I don't want to give you any kind of wrong information. So I'm going to tell you my basic understanding of yoga and what it is and how it's helped me. And I actually took notes here. Now, doing my research, my own personal experience, you know, I've, I've had results like, okay, there's 20 different types of yoga. Oh, no, there's only five. No, there's eight. Oh, there's 11 different types. You know, so I'm like trying to research this and trying to come up, you know, with some, you know, a healthy synopsis of this, you know, this lifestyle, this practice that's so amazing and it helps you. And let me tell you that yoga is amazing. Like it will open up your body in so many ways and it will solve so many problems like stiffness, um, stress, you know, physically and mentally, um, inability, you know, to like move your body certain ways and things like that. Yoga can cure all that, man. I mean, it's so amazing. Like I remember being at Avondale, my first time I went to the group, group, uh, flow, flow session, um, with my friend Courtney and we, were doing like learning how to transition into like a lotus pose, you know, and a lotus pose is like the classical yogi pose where, you know, someone, they got their legs kind of intertwined. It's not like sitting Indian style or, you know, relaxed or anything like that. It's, it's where your legs are sort of intertwined and it's harder than it looks, at least for me it is. And it's always something that when I tried to do it on my own, I was like, how do they do that? Like, you know, my legs won't move that way. Like that's, you know, that's, that's not you know, something I can achieve, like what is going on here? Because I would see it like in movies or pictures and things like that. But when I went to this class, I learned how to transition into it. And it's a certain way you do it by crossing one leg over the other, obviously, but more so over your hip and your knee and then sort of like elevating yourself and settling into it. And I remember settling into that pose, you know, not, not perfectly, but you know, enough to sort of get the idea and just breathing like the girl was instructing me to. I think her name was Brooke or something like that. 
um, or Barbara, some, it was something like that. Bailey, I think it was Bailey. But um, she teaches like union yoga or something like that. I think they changed the name a couple of times, but I think it's union yoga now, um, downtown. So, uh, well, there's a mask on the ground. Okay, cool. So transitioning into that, I remember feeling so at peace. I felt like I was levitating. Like it felt so good. And that's what I knew. I was like, wow, you know, there's really something to this. It's not just all, you know, fluff or, you know, some, some, you know, new age hype that, you know, people are just trying to get rich off of. Like this is something that can actually really, really benefit you. Um, like a lot of things that have been around for ages, you know, can do. And so that really opened my eyes to it. And so I'm really trying to practice it now. I have a beginner yoga DVD. I got it second in Charles which I, re I recommend Second and Charles or online bookstores and things like that. If you're trying to find any books or DVDs about working out or health and things like that, you know, don't buy full price, things like that. You can find a lot of used or, you know, gently used items online or eBay and things like that for super dirt cheap or, you know, go to, you know, shop local if you can, you know, support local businesses or, you know, at the very least, you know, local chain businesses, retail and just, you know, try to get the most out of what's around you, what's readily available. So, there is five types of yoga, in my opinion, the easiest to remember. And, you know, I'll give you a brief overview and, you know, glimpse into what yoga is. There is Bikram, if I'm pronouncing that right, or Bikram. Um, sorry if I butchered that to anyone who's practicing and it is like, it's like hot, like sweaty yoga. You know, it's, it's performed in like, sort of like a sauna type of environment where you have, you know, a goal of sweating it out, releasing toxins, and it's a, you know, it's a flowing kind of style, you know, challenging and things like that. And then you have Hatha yoga, which I think is more in line with kind of like my style which is sort of meditation based and focused on like stress relief and things like that. And, you know, sort of calming your mind, which, you know, has basic poses, but it's more, more like hold poses, which I find personally, I, that's my style. I like that. My personal like interest in yoga is like the sort of, you know, get into your pose and hold it, you know, and breathe and focus and meditate on that position and that, you know, that stance that you're holding. And you're not so much just, you know, going from one to the next rapid fire. I like to kind of experience and really get the most out of each position and handle, if you will. And then there's vinyasa. Vinyasa, if I'm saying this right, or vinyasa. Sorry if I'm destroying these, these terms. Um, it is strength and fitness, so more, you know, dedicated to improving your body composition and hitting all areas of your body, like sort of like a full body type of, you know, resistance with weight training, but, you know, more yoga style. So it's more full body immersive type of, you know, light strength training, if you will. And then you have Kundalini. I think I pronounced that right. It's cool. Kundalini. Okay, I've heard that term before um, in different other subjects, which we can get into later, um, which is like restorative yoga, like coming back from injuries, coming back from trauma, you know, whether it's psychological or physical, 
and to bring about a sense of peace through the practice of those poses. Now there's tons, there's tons, there's thousands, if not, you know, there's hundreds, if not thousands of practices and poses that can be incorporated into these. Um, I'm sure it's not limited to one style, um, depending on, you know, who your yoga teacher is or yogi is. I'm sure you can, you know, sort of modify these things to your liking. Then you have um, Anusara yoga, which is a flowing spiritual type of yoga and focus more on sort of transcendental, meditative, sort of astral projection type of, you know, traveling in your mind type of yoga. Something that's very new to me. I've never heard of Anusara yoga before. I've, I've heard of Bikram, Hatha, Vinyasa, um, Ashtanga, Ashtanga. I've heard of that before. I've heard of several of these types, but um, don't really even know what type I practice, to be honest. That's how new I am. But, um, you know, lots of like uh, cobbler's pose, child pose, things of that nature, downward dog, um, you know, things, th- things like that. Those are the kind of poses I do. Not sure what that's called. If you can enlighten me, that'd be great. I'm super new to this, but super, super liking it because it's great. So we're over the 30 minute mark and uh, I'm glad this went that long because I was able to kind of get out what I wanted to say. And um, we had an introduction by the Ramones. I want to be sedated. So I think that's a lot of feeling today in this type of environment and just life in general, you know, even before coronavirus and things like that. You know, I think there's, I know personally, I was, I was, man, I was a mess. I was, you know, not happy with who I was or where I was. And, you know, I still have things I'm, you know, I'm overcoming and working on, but. I'm a lot happier and healthier than what I was and you know I'm not as on a self-destructive path like I was you know at the beginning of this year so really glad I found yoga and you know these workout routines and things like that and sort of this situation you know it's kind of like you either you know, you're either slow or you grow you know you either you either die or you rise to the challenge and I think that's really important in this type of environment is just to really push yourself and show, you know, yourself and those around you, you know, what you can do and, you know, but do it for yourself. Don't do it just to please other people, but, um, you know, it, it does feel good, you know, to maybe, you know, show some people that may have doubted you or may have, you know, sort of discouraged you that, Hey, you know, this is, this is who I am. This is what I can do. And don't be ashamed of that. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid to shine. So that is my advice, and this is my practical real-world advice for working out through my own experience. And this is my, albeit limited, take on yoga and, you know, my slightly educated mind. And I hope you got something out of this. Um, If you have anything you want to input, please let me know or comment on it or ideas for new subjects. I'm totally open to that, as as you're well aware of. So it is like, it's 7.22. I'm going to go get some food and put some nourishment back in my body from what I've just burned off. And I am going to close this out with that. Thank you so much for listening to The Breakdown Project. And I would love to have a guest with me or perhaps even a co-pod, a a co-podster, a co-caster. 
to work on some stuff and you know have a conversation um i've never done a a a two-way you know podcast before but i'd be very interested in learning how to do it so if you want to get on here and chat with me and you know go over stuff and have a back and forth you know to to you know inquisitive minds going back and forth about whatever then i'd be totally open to that so cool yeah i'm gonna end it here Thanks for listening to The Breakdown Project. It is the, uh, what day is it? Is this Sunday? The 19th, Sunday the 19th in July. And uh, the sun is setting and I'm going to go get some food. So thank you so much for listening and everyone have a blessed rest of your day. Take it easy and head strong into Monday or however you want to do it. Ease into it like a chill like a chill Eskimo. And I will see you on the flip side next week where we will pick up a new subject and we will continue down the rabbit hole in the breakdown project. Thank you and have a good night.